0: Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000 mile powertrain and five-year, 60,000 mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.
1: You are listening to
0: I Am Refocused Radio with your host, Shamaya Reed. This show is designed to inspire you to live your purpose and regain your focus. And now, here's your host,
2: Shamaya Reed. Hey, welcome to I Focus Radio. We are here once again. Today, we have another show lined up for y'all. Today, we're going to talk to our special guest. She is Susan Gabriel, and she is an author and former activist. Today's topic is going to be awesome. We're going to talk about learning how to trust God. She, man, like I said, an author, she published a book that you might want to go check out. Go to her website dot com. title that book is "Wills of Injustice, Saving My Child from Child Savers. First and foremost, I want to welcome our guests to the show and say, how you doing, Susan?
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm very happy to be here. I'm doing great.
2: Before we get into the today's topic, learning how to trust God, give the audience a little bit of background of you and your lifetime career being not just in business development, but- just giving back to community and also just being inspiration.
1: Yeah, um, my my book. I'll go into that just a little bit because the, the the book talks about my background. It's it's a memoir. It it details my uh, situation that happened for, to me when uh, child savers, let's say, uh, the social services took my daughter away, and uh, it took me three years to get her back. There was a false accusation of child abuse. Uh, and the trauma that uh, I went through and then my family went through was was very, very bad. Uh, and I talk about that in my book. But the real theme of that book, uh, when you get past the experiences and the situation and the trauma is how did I learn to trust God finally? There were times during, that situation where I felt that God had completely abandoned me, that I didn't trust him anymore. In fact, I came to a place where I didn't even believe in him anymore. And I said, God, if you're really real, you're going to have to prove it to me. I'm, I give up. I'm not going to believe in you anymore. There also was a time uh, when I tried to kill myself. And I tried it in such a way that I was sure that no one was going to be able to stop it or to rescue me. But God performed a miracle, and uh, I'm here today, (laughs) and that was many years ago. So it's taken me a while. It's a journey that, for me, has been a very sincere effort to try to find God, but He was there all the time. I just didn't see it. I'm learning every day more and more to trust Him, to turn over my life to Him right now. I'm working in a new endeavor that, to me, is like walking on a tightrope. Every day I I do something I never expected to do before. And every day is an exciting moment. Every day is something new and I can see God's love in my life. I wrote the book, my memoir, Wheels of Injustice. I also became very interested in writing poetry. So I decided, and I had a whole bunch of poems about a year ago at this time, I decided I was going to collect all of them and put them into a poetry book. Then I got the idea, wouldn't it be cool to have them illustrated? Then I got the idea, wouldn't it be cool to have them all illustrated by a different artist? So then I went about trying to find different artists that would illustrate e- each poem, a different different artist, different poem. And I, I put out a, a little notice in a Facebook group and I ended up with well over a hundred people who were interested in illustrating my poems so I got them all organized in a spreadsheet so that I could see who they were you know what kind of art they did and learn more about them and I found out they were were from 28 different countries so I had a huge group of artists that to draw from and I got to know several of them I selected a a few to get started with And I got to know them pretty well. In fact, they got to know them so well that I invited uh, some of them to join my company that I had used to publish my book. It's called Soul Sunshine. And I thought, well, it would be neat to be able to do this for other people, to publish their books, to add illustrations. By this time, I had also written three poems that were about a little dog named Button Uh, that was a dog I used to own, and I made them into children's books. And one of them's published. It's called Button Goes to School. Another one right now is being illustrated. It's called Button's Best Christmas. And then the third book is going to be related to Easter. And I've always loved art. So this was just, for me, a a dream come true to be able to work with these artists, uh, to work with my poetry, and to prepare another book. In the meantime, one of the artists happened to run across a person who was looking for someone to help her out with illustrations, and she hadn't found anyone to do them. So she came to me, and of course, I had this huge database, so I just happened to have access to a lot of different artists in different styles, and she couldn't find an artist that did a particular style she was looking for. But it was pretty easy. When I went into my database, I found someone right away. Turned out it was a young man who lives in the Philippines who's very, very talented. So we got him working on the graphics. And I said, do you need someone to publish your book? And uh, it's a a children's book for like middle grade students uh, and, and even up to young adult age. And so she said yes. And so we're now publishing her book. I've had a few other people also approach me now, publishing their books. It it just seems like I'm surrounded right now by other people who love God. The people I have about six or eight people now in my on my team for Soul Sunshine. We pray together, we pray for each other, we support each other. It's a feeling like nothing you can imagine. It's it's the closest I can think of to heaven. And and God brought me to this point where I can now feel what it's going to feel like when we get to heaven. I have glimpses of uh, being supported and supporting other people with love and learning how to trust God and just let go. He's bringing a clients to us. Um, I'm also trying to do a little advertising, but they're not really coming through the advertising. They just seem to show up. <laughs> so it's it's funny uh, that God just seems to be bringing people to me. I, in fact, I had, uh, I was on a podcast interview a couple of weeks ago and after it was over, the podcast, uh, host said, I want to be on your team. So, uh, it's, it's been a really interesting experience. And, um, I, I wake up every day excited about what's going to happen. And, and I would encourage anyone listening to be open to God, to to be open to going in new directions, whatever direction he seems to be leading you in, even if it seems scary and it's something you've never done before. You know, that's another thing I've noticed is that my background in business development and all of the other things that I've done has prepared me to actually be able to do what I'm doing now. And I would have never put it together before to think that all of the experiences I had in business development brought me to where now I am able to be a publisher.
2: You listen to Army Focus Radio talking to our guest today, Susan Gabriel. And when you talk about the story of putting your team together with the business of basically in service of helping uh, authors make their ideas come to life, you touch on the process of building your team, having them come together. When you, when you are strategizing how to work and deal with clients, it sounds like it's, it's kind of like everyone's in charge of their own little thing. It's, it's very mm-hmm. less of a micromanaging and more of a, a big collaboration, but everyone is kind of like in their own lane. Is that the type of environment that you purposely wanted to, to create for your team?
1: Yes, I would say it's it's really more of an organic environment. Uh, it, it just was something that sprang up. And the interesting thing is now I've got an expert in web design. I've got an expert art consultant. I've got an excellent artist. Um, I have an editor and I also have a, a second editor who is also does script writing and editing. So they all appeared. They were all positions that I needed. We meet twice a week. Uh, one of the meetings is a group chat on uh, Messenger. We just we just get together and, and type out chat messages to each other and and have conversations that way. We d- discuss things like new clients, what we're doing with them, you know, how we're how we're if, if we bring up any problems or issues um, to see who else might have some ideas on what we can do. And then the other meeting that we have is a, um, a conference call, a video call. So we actually can then see each other uh, and speak to each other that way. But we still communicate with each other daily um, on uh, chat. And um, so we're all very, very connected. I mean, there isn't a day that goes by that I don't expect to hear or connect with everybody on the team. And everyone else, they collaborate with each other as well. So, yeah, it's interesting. They f- probably feel very non-micromanaged <laughs> because I've been a manager in my life. I've, I was a manager for about 15 years, and um, I learned how to how to, how to mentor people rather than manage them, um, how to help them be successful, and that's my approach to this whole miracle. I, I call it a miracle. It's, it's a, a, a miracle company that God put together. Um, he's, he's the leader. And that's great because that takes a lot of load off of me. And uh, I trust that God is going to guide each of the people on my team to do what needs to be done.
2: And with that, we all know as entrepreneurs or just in daily business, there's always peaks and valleys. So when you are dealing with challenges, you, your team, or someone on the team, what are some of your strategies to overcome the challenges uh, The challenges that have come in the past, but you have overcame? What are some of the strategies that y'all took to make sure that you can keep things moving forward?
1: Prayer is the first one. We try to approach every issue, every problem that we have with love If there's a client that um, is, you know, maybe feeling pressure or has some concerns, the main thing that we do is is to is to love them. If and it's amazing how quickly people will respond to that. I would say our main weapon is love, and uh, it comes, you know, straight from God. We love each other very much, and Uh, We we as far as I know, there really aren't any conflicts within the group with each other. I believe there aren't. And they if there are, I believe they work it out. But um, yeah, that I think we have a real advantage here over over um, companies that are not uh, oriented with God as the head of the company, because we have clear marching orders. We know what our job is. Our job is to uh, promote Jesus by operating in a loving environment, uh, helping people to feel that love and to understand that they're going to be uh, accepted by us and that we're going to do the best we can to uh, see their book come to life and to make it the best quality book it can possibly be. And then we have a good time doing that.
2: And when you look at, everything that you've been able to accomplish with your brand and you look at all the opportunities that you're able to just offer not just to your team but to your new clients i mean what inspires you the most seeing where you had to start and then looking at where you are today
1: my team inspires me the most uh they all are extremely talented uh i'm amazed at how good they are at what they do um, and they inspire me to continue. And a lot of what I do is for them. And, and yes, we do work with clients and we want to do the best we can for the clients, but they in turn will inspire the clients too, because they're just an amazing group of inspirational people.
2: Once again, listen to i time radio talking to our guest today, Susan Gabriel. You can go to her website. Her website is easier. Remember, dot uh, SusanLouiseGabriel.com. And your book, Wills of Injustice, I know we kind of brushed over that. But what are some ways that that part of your life experience helped position you to be a leader? And and like you would say uh, early in, in, in this episode, mm-hmm. just leading with compassion and love.
1: Yeah, um, uh, let me answer that in just a second, but I did also want to mention my uh, publishing company's website is Soul Sunshine, and that's S-O-N-S-H-I-N-E, like the the son of God shining on your soul. So soulsunshine.com is actually the uh, website of my publishing company, in case anyone is interested in that. As far as my past experiences, when we went through the false accusation and tried to, um, overcome the challenges there. We became uh, activists and started a, a, a nonprofit organization. Uh, eventually I, I got through to a lot of, uh, the press and, um, various other organizations like uh, news media, as well as cable programs. I was on different shows. We ended up being written about in a book uh, by another author, and that author was well-known, and he was invited to be on the Today Show, and and they invited us to also be on the Today Show as well. So we had a chance to tell our story, and that was our, I would say, call it revenge (laughs) against the system for not treating people the way they needed to be treated, and um, we eventually changed the laws. That was really where the problem was. So we we were put onto a a a committee to help rewrite the laws. And then so that was activist leadership there. So I am used to being uh, you know and I, I'm not a, not a great speaker, but I'm willing to do it. And that's really half the battle because if you're willing to do it, then you can do it. If you are afraid to, then it's never going to happen. Uh, the other part of what prepared me uh, was my experience at, in business development. I've been in uh, what's called proposal proposal development and uh, proposal management. Uh, I've done a lot of writing and editing. Uh, I have a lot of computer skills. All of that was courtesy of my day job uh, and um, i did that until i i retired in october so now i i'm able full-time to devote to the publishing company and uh, it's it, it just sh- every day i see where some of the skills that i'm using now are skills that i learned all throughout my career
2: and with your career you have over 30 plus years experience when we tie all this back to the to today's topic learning how to trust god when you face those those unknowns how am i going to get my next client you know how are we going to expand and scale up how did you get to the point where you're able to trust god fully instead of worrying about the things that you that you cannot control
1: you know, I just kept on praying and and trying and turning things over to him. And as I saw the, my prayers being answered and as I saw things happening, it just continued to, um, to reinforce my faith. And the more my faith got reinforced, the more I was able to trust God. So it was, it was a gradual process and it's been a gradual process my whole life, but I don't think I've ever felt it strongly um, about trusting in God and the importance of, of letting God take control of your life as I do now. I mean, this is the strongest I have ever felt about it. Uh, And it, it's, it's paying off. Uh, You know, I mean, it's, it's, I'm not like rich, but my faith is, is paying off in creating the kind of environment and the kind of company that I would want to create. Uh, we, we serve other people, and that is our number one priority, um, is to serve people and to do so with love and letting our lights shine.
2: And with that with said, uh, entrepreneurs in today's world, we're always trying to learn, you know, we're trying to listen to the latest podcasts, try and learn all these things, buy books, you know, get coaching for you. Do you find yourself not needing so much of all these different resources? Like, are you really just, okay, it's, it's God in me and I'm gonna be fine. Or do you too look for additional resources?
1: I do use the resources. In fact, I have a coach um, that I who's a Christian coach. Um, and then I have belong to another organization um, that is um, similar to that, who does coaching for people who uh, own businesses. And I I take a lot from that. I learn things from that. I learn uh the mechanics of business, the kinds of things that I need to know from that perspective. Um, but when it comes to making a decision for the strategy of the company, uh, the direction that we go, um, I I listen to advice. I run it through my God filter, <laughs> and it, and if and if God seems to you know I seem to feel like that's some the direction that God wants us to go, then we'll go that way. Um, but I, I don't just you know take advice and as though they were the ones who, you know, were experts. I had, I know that they have accomplished a lot and they do know a lot. And I can really see how wise some of their advice is. And it's been very helpful. So, you know, I don't discount that kind of help at all. I think it's very helpful.
2: Once again, talking to our guest for today, one and only Susan Gabriel, and she's an author, former activist. And you can go to her, her website for her company, I'll give that to you, it's, it's soulsunshine.com, and the other website is com. People listening to this right now, and maybe they are aspiring writers and want, want to get to a point in their career where they can publish their own very own book. For you, you've been doing this for a while, and you have your own company now where you help people make their dream a reality. Mm -hmm. What's your general, uh, found like core values that you can give to people for them to start taking action, to prep, to become a published author?
1: I think the most important thing, if you want to be a writer is write. Uh, there's, everybody says that the, but the best way to get started is to write. They say they call it a journal, but in my opinion, an easier way to actually write is to sit down pretend like you're you're a uh you've been given the assignment of writing uh stories to keep a 10-year-old boy occupied and and interested while he's laying in bed recuperating from a broken leg and your job is to write interesting things so that he will enjoy them and now he's not going to pay a lot of attention to grammar or punctuation he just wants a good story so Write a good story and draw from your own experiences. And if you sit down and if you write a story a day uh, like that and draw from your own experiences, you'd be amazed at how close you are to having written your own um, autobiography. It's a good way to get started.
2: Once again, true honor talking to our guest today, Susan Gabriel. And once again, man, time flies by when you're having fun. Make sure you go to her company's website, SoulSunshine.com. That's com. First and foremost, man, Susan, I want to say thank you for taking time on your schedule talking to our audience today.
1: Thank you. I am so glad that you had me on. next time.